Here we go, Galibera, Galispera, whatever time you're watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel, I've got Thasso here. Thasso, how was your Christmas, Hello. young man? Oh, it was great. It was great. It was good. You know, presents, food, in-laws, all that business. What about yourself? Daidia, man, the same, the same. Can't complain. Cannot complain. Family time. It's the most important time of the year. But exactly. we're going to do our final episode of This is Mappa for 2022, and we've got a very special guest. Former Ajax Ethnigos, Agrida Fenerbahce assistant coach as well. And he spent some time at Barcelona. David Badia. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Fila, how are you doing? Calispera. Hello, how are you? Calispera. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you learned some Greek when you were in Cyprus, huh? <laughs> not, not many as I wonder, but uh, enough for to say hello, one, two, three, and that kind of things. Excellent, excellent. Well, David, first of all, you know, you've had a fantastic career in, in coaching so far. Um, looking at your profile, looking at what you've achieved, especially in Cyprus, in a very volatile environment. I think you've done very, very well. But let's take you back to your early football career. I know you played a few for a few Spanish clubs, but when you were growing up, which players did you look up to? Which players did you admire as a youngster? As a coach, you mean? Oh, as a as a player, or even as a, as a kid, when you when you were playing football, were there any specific players that you looked up to? When I, when I started, when I was really really young, I started in in Barcelona in in the youth uh, side of Barcelona. But in that period, it was very long time ago. Uh, the only point of that was that we only make matches on Saturdays, and mm -hmm. at the same time, the previous uh, famous coaches from Barcelona, like uh, Asensi, Reixac who was a coach also in the first team. He has academy and I was involved in that academy. It's in parallel with Barcelona for many years. After that, uh, I became senior also at the same time. I was playing in third level in, in, in Catalonia, in, in Spain. And also we have the chance to win two times to FC Barcelona in the final of the Catalonian Cup. And after that, uh, my video, because in that period was not any kind of uh, software for to scout players. It was just a, a videos that you can send to the scouters or something like this. And finally arrived uh, one of that videos to Austria in the Bundesliga. And I got the opportunity to play for Sturm Graz for three years. After that, also I get the injury in my knee and then I finalized my career with 29 years old. That was so a, you went to so, so a you summary went straight, of my... Was it was it a, you went straight into coaching or were you doing your coaching qualifications during your your playing career? No, when when I finalized with twenty nine, I tried to to keep playing. I get operation. I was almost eighteen months trying to go back, and then I became thirty one. I tried, but then the knee when, when when you have a problem in the knee, it's very complicated to to be back in the in the same level. Uh, but I try and I couldn't. And then I was a little bit pissed off with football, you know, because uh, I have to retire for that point. I make uh, some kind of two, three years off, but uh, the football knocked my door again. And then I, the only chance that I had when I had 34 was to be coach. <laughs> I couldn't play football again or I didn't want it to be referee for sure. And then in that period, I started to, to study for to be coach. And the decision was until I will not finish the pro license, I'm not going to be a coach as a pale road, you know, because if not, it's going to be very complicated 
to be coach, at least in Spain, because they are very professional in the youth and they are training four times a week. They are playing Saturdays and then you cannot be in the in the kind of university for to study this university pro. And I say, OK, I will do this in three, four years. And after that, I will start from the bottom, but I will have all my my diplomas in my pocket. Well, I think you're, if I'm, if I'm correct here, your first coaching role was at Barcelona, uh, La Masia. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. When, well, when I was studying for the UEFA B, UEFA A, I was doing practice, a kind of practice in a small club here close to Barcelona. But the, it, it was the place where I'm living and was easy for me for the schedule to be there. When I finalized, I have the opportunity, they invite me for to be coach in Miami for one of the campus that they are doing in the summer. They like how I was doing. And after that, I was two years in, in Barcelona, in the Barcelona Academy, in the city of Barcelona. After that, they sent me for two more years to Istanbul as director of the academy in Istanbul. It was this, the first project. Also, now they have one similar in New York. was the first project of Barcelona, where Barcelona was the 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 owner and with the scholarships of the players. It means no one of the players, they were play, paying for to be in the academy. And then that means that the, we, can, we could choose the higher level of the players of Istanbul. And all the players wanted to, to come to Barcelona to be there, to be part of Barcelona, because after that, they think that they will have, it's true, but everybody has to, to show it. But they they think that they have the opportunity to go to Barcelona to be superstar over there, and then what happened in Istanbul was a very good experience because uh, we were I was also learning at the same time with the with the kids with the, with the players, and after that uh, Antalya Sport uh, saw what I was doing and they invite me or they make me the proposal to be the director of the academy in Antalya Sport. It's a city in the south of Turkey. And and then in that moment, the head coach was uh, Jose Moraes, that after the first conversation, he invited me for to be assistant also in the first team. And they, that was the, 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 the step that I did from academy to the first team. Understood, understood. Well, I, I want to just take you a little bit back to when you became the academy director of uh, Barcelona in Istanbul. Uh, I know people that have coached at Liverpool's academy in Texas, at Borussia Dortmund's in Texas. Um, I know Liverpool have a small academy in Cyprus. Arsenal have a few academies. Various clubs from around the world have academies in different areas of the world. When you see clubs do this, what do you think is their long-term ambition? Uh, when, when I see these clubs doing it, I'm thinking maybe they're trying to get the best talent in that region to play for them and then maybe bring them to their, their main home, be it Barcelona, for example. So what do you think the, the, the long-term gain is for these clubs to create academies in different parts of the world? Well, I can, I can talk about Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona is the owner of the academy. They are not doing franchising. They are not selling the rights for the country. They are not doing these kind of things. And it's completely mandatory that every academy that Barcelona is opening in any place in the world the director should be from Barcelona with experience as a coaching in Barcelona. Then th this is not easy, you know, because in the end uh, you have to, to be fluent in English at least. And there is not many coaches in Spain that they are uh, 
license, pro license, uh, that they can do it because sometimes they are working in another places or they have, they have families or they have kids and it's not easy to find and they want to go to this kind of adventure, you know, and then uh, in that uh, moment, uh, Barcelona explain me what they want. The idea of this kind of academies around the world is to split a little bit the image of Barcelona. The culture of Barcelona is a, something else as a um, social responsibility to help players to be involved in sports environment. And after that, of course, uh, to look if they could be a, a superstar. But uh, we know, everybody knows that uh, before um, before these kind of things, and Barcelona also know it, you have to, to, to take the heart of the player. It means that the player, when they are 12 or they are 10, if they are playing for Barcelona, even an academy, they have Barcelona in their heart. They don't have Real Madrid, you know, and then in the end, when you have to make an offer to him when he's 18, 19 or 20, it's easier to convince him and cheaper, you know, and then in the end, you have to to make this uh, both uh, points. One is a social, social responsibility, social, you know, that you are helping the society for to develop the sport in the players. And in the other side, if there is one start in the country, one good player, you have the chance or you are with more uh, points to bring to Barcelona. You mentioned, um, you know, having the love for Barcelona. Um, I'm sure you know how patriotic Turkish people are. And even in the UK, in London, we have Galatasaray fans, Fenerbahce fans, Trabzonspor fans. Is it difficult to persuade, not to persuade, but to kind of gain that extra love for Barcelona for from these kids? Because... You know, Turkish football is in their DNA. You know, we've seen various superstars play for the likes of Galatasaray, like Haji, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, is it difficult to kind of get these kids to love not only Galatasaray but also Barcelona? Well, the, the, in fact, the, the, there is a, a competence uh, because also Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, because they have many uh, academies around the, the, the country. But our academy was completely different. The, the kind of uh, exercises, the kind of um, and the, the punctuality, the values of the players, the walls, the referees, the number of players per group, you know, everything was under control, was not crazy. I saw other academies that they have in, in one pitch, uh, five aside, maybe 40 kids. Uh, they are making long crew, you know, long line for to make one shoot. And they are going to shoot again after three minutes, uh, snowing, raining, cold, you know. And then in the end, the, the program that uh, we were using was very dynamic, was very happy for the players. All the players was uh, with the same uniform, you know, that the parents was not allowed to, to talk to the kids. They were not allowed to speak with them. They are not allowed to scream. They only can say bravo and clapping with the hands. You know, there was a lot of normal rules that for us or for for me and uh, that i'm growing in barcelona is, is is normal but sometimes in another countries and the same I'm, I'm not talking just in 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 turkey also in in the states the the parents are really involved for they are trying to be a second coach you know and then what happened there is that the, we make a 
a very big presentation in the beginning. The parents understood everything what we want. Uh, they know that if they are not ruling, they are not following the rules. Uh, we are going to make one advice, two advices, and then the third advice maybe never happens eh? because the parents were also really serious in that point. But uh, if there is three advertisers, maybe the kids is going to be out for 15 days or something like this. And they were following really well the all these kind of rules. And I, we don't say the rules for like limitations. It's a rules for freedom, you know. And then in the end, when the players, they were watching that they get progress, that they are improving, that they are liking, that they are happy. And and in the end, they were... Uh, very with a commitment with with the system and the players love it to come uh, some of the parents say well, but uh, maybe we are thinking to go back to the previous academy because it's closer and the kid didn't want they love it to come you know and then in the end we convince with the things that we were doing it's not just the the sign it's not just the logo of barcelona in 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 the press it's also uh, what we were doing is the philosophy of training, the philosophy of communication, how we are speaking, which words we are using, the tone of voice, uh, the character. The, the, well, there are many things that they, they are in Barcelona. Uh, they are teaching us how to do these kind of things to create a happy atmosphere. We are not doing trainings for to be fun. We are doing trainings or Barcelona is doing trainings for to be happy, you know, and then it's one step forward that makes the the kids to enjoy and and to deserve to, to desire sorry for for to be back tomorrow again in the eight o'clock in the morning david that, that's a fantastic answer and i think you've half answered my next question because i've got a friend that's been coaching at manchester united since 1994 but he coaches the under 10s so from the age of five upwards to 10s he coaches them and he says to me we try to make the kids have fun, enjoy football. It's not about tactics. It's not about winning. It's about having fun. And then when they get older and they go to the under-12s and the under-14s, et cetera, et cetera, that's when they learn the technical side, the developmental side, the, 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 the behavioural side. And then comes the winning element. When it comes to Barcelona, is there like a step process in terms of, right, similar to that in the sense that, yeah, it's all about, having fun but then at this age group we learn about the technical and the tactical and then this age group, or is it just uh, let it grow organically so to speak no there is some some tactics of course we cannot go deep to these you know because it's is longer and and sometimes complicated and it was uh, eight years ago that i was not over there you know and i forget a little bit in that process but in the end we have to grow with the player what it means, there is a biological age where the player, when he is eight, seven, they have some kind of uh, structural uh, mentality with uh, 360 degrees in his head, in his head, uh, head, you know, and then he has to understand what he has behind him. Uh, in the beginning, he is always thinking in himself. He don't see another one as a part of the group, you know, and then you have to start to show him that he's not just a individual uh, exercise is not an individual sport, you know, it's a collective uh, sport, uh, 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 sport where they have to make combinations, but you don't have to say this to the player with six or seven years old that he is not going to understand. And then we can explain to them or try to teach them things that they he is ready for to catch. I mean, you can make individual actions one against one, uh, 
two against one, but when you start to make complications like rondo possessions, these kind of things, the players are not happy because in the end, when you are making many players in one training session under 10 and they have uh, five minutes and they don't touch the ball, his head is not there. You know, his mentality is not there. He starts to look outside, he starts to make a jump, he starts to, start to do things that, because he's worried, you know, he has to have interaction with the ball, he has to feel and then you have to make exercises where the kids, they are going to make a lot of uh, interaction with, with the football. Because, of course, in, in a professional way, in 90 minutes, one player is touching the ball maybe two and a half, three minutes. That means that 87 minutes, it's watching the match, watching. You know, it's it's not with the ball, you know. And then in the end, when you play football, you don't play ball. You play tactic, you know. And then in the end, uh, of course, the time that you have the ball is more, the most important one. But uh, what I mean is that uh, we analyze what we, we think or so with kind of exercises the player is ready to understand and to enjoy, you know. And then that, that was the exercises. The complication was limited. For example, when they are eight years old, we never work nothing defensively, nothing. Nothing, not any one special word about defense or how, of course, sometimes don't be there, be between the ball and the goal, these kind of things, of course, you know, but not making the line or may high pressing or one is jumping and the other one is closing the line passes. These kind of things that the players don't understand, they don't want to understand and, and they want to play, they want to run, they want to shoot, they want to score, you know, and this is the things that we try to provide in this kind of years. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant answer. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, wow. Um, sorry, my, my next question is regarding your time in, in, in Antalya Sport. And if my research is correct, you were part of the coaching staff when Samuel Eto was there. Is that is that correct? Yes. Um, one of my favourite all-time players, one of the greatest African footballers ever. Um, what was he like as a person, as a player? What can you tell us about Samuel Eto'o? Also was Nasri there was the Joru. yeah the Joru okay. from from Arsenal, managed for for Milan was Van Koy from Rome. Well, it was the place that they were playing in Premier League previously. <laughs> was a, a amazing amazing team. Uh, it all was for me it was uh, fantastic. He helped me a lot. Uh, of course, we came both from the same club from Barcelona. Uh, we have uh, we speak in Spanish for sure. Uh, he was uh, he understood that was my when I took the team because I was the, the first coach for a short period over there. Uh, he helped me. Uh, he explained me everything about uh, what they is better for to do in this moment, in that moment. Uh, we make many conversations. I listen a lot from him you know, because of course he has a a big reputation. He has a big. Uh, knowledge about football i was starting and i need somebody like this as a captain of the team uh, together you know because if not it's going to be very complicated for me in such an environment to be success you know and i think in the end i was success or we were success in the period that i was there um so if you look at his career in general, I mean, you look at the, the fantastic goal he scored for Barcelona in the Champions League final against Arsenal, but they, you know, I could go on and on about all the goals that he, he scored. He kind of ended his Barcelona career around about the time of Guardiola came to prominence. And there was that phenomenal Barcelona team with obviously Messi and Piquet and et cetera, et cetera. 
how important do you think Eto's influence was on the younger generation, the younger players coming through that Barcelona team? He was a mirror for everybody there. He was a player that he always gave uh, 300 or 200 percent in every match. Uh, sometimes with more luck, sometimes with less luck, you know. But he always was trying to do his best. He was a killer. He was very fast. He was very uh, compliment and, and commitment with the with the team in all the aspects. Of course, he's a big star, and he has also his small details, you know, as a as a big star player. But I think that he he was very important for for all the players that they were playing forward because he's one of the the reference number nine in the world for me, you know, because he has almost everything. He was good with food. He was good running. He was running incredible in the space. He can make a good control. He can progress, uh, uh, protect the ball with his back. He 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 was uh, this past forwards, you know, within a modern football. And it was something that I really love from him. And also, was Leonardo there at the time when you were there? Yeah, Leonardo came uh, between uh, two coaches. In this period, I was 10 days before Leonardo, he arrived. I was as a head coach of the, of the team. After that, the president asked me to be assistant with Leonardo because I knew the players, I knew everybody, and then I was with him also. But the situation uh, in the team was not good. Not for him, because he, he did a, a very good job, in my opinion. He was very professional in all the aspects. But the, the quantity of the players, the salary of the players, I think the, the club was not ready for this, how to say, this dimension that right. everything everything came, you know. And some of these players they were getting four million euros per year netto, you know. And then mm. it was not only one player; it was many players that they were getting this kind of uh, amount in in a club that was not big for that. They of course they had a new stadium, new facilities, everything. But it's not just to make buildings; you have to have more things inside and slowly be growing. The play that the people who was working in the club they make a lot of hours. They were trying to make many things, you know. But when you are growing something like this, you have, in my opinion, you have to grow all the aspects at the same time. It's not just the players; it's also the facilities, it's also the culture, it's also the fans' expectations, you know, because the fans' expectations was to be in the league, in the first division, in Super League, and after that, they wanted to win the league. And they wanted to win the Barcelona in the final of the Champions League, you know. And then when you make 1-1 against a normal team in Turkey, they start to whistle, they start to press, you know, they start to do these kind of things, you know. And then in the end, you have to make a progression in all the aspects. You cannot jump from 2 to 9 and everybody wants to be 11, you know. And then in the end, it was a lot of pressing from media, from fans, from opponents, from referees, from everybody. And in the end, the, <clears throat> the president also left the club. You know, he left. And in that moment, Leonardo said, I don't want to be here also with this new situation that is different from the situation that I came before you. And he left. And then in that moment, I took the team again. 
The thing is, you mentioned the, the pressure from the media and the press and the supporters. You then went to Fenerbahce, which is one of the biggest clubs in Turkey. The biggest. Uh, the, the, the biggest, the biggest, sorry, the biggest, the biggest. Um, and, you know, there were, you had players like Skirtle, Moses, Ayu, oh, Soldado was there, if I'm not mistaken. But Philip Koku was in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a guy who we know spent time in, in, in the Netherlands, various clubs. Um, he spent time in England afterwards at Derby County. But in Turkey, it's almost as if... I, I don't know whether it didn't work because he was too progressive for the league or maybe his hands were tied for various situations. I don't know. But how did you experience Fener uh, when you were out there? Well, I have a very good experience with Fener. Uh, the sportive director was uh, Lem- Demian Komoli in that period. I'm sure Komoli, that you know yeah. him very well. He was at Liverpool, uh, I think. Liverpool and also in Tottenham. And well, in, in Monaco before and Saint Etienne, I think. Uh, he was amazing. I have a very good relation with him. He's in, in Toulouse right now as a president. Uh, he's very clever. He knows everything. He knows very well how to do the things. Uh, he has a very good methodology and organization for to do the things. And also Koku for me, all the conversation that I have with, with him in the sportive committee of the of the club and these kind of things. He, he showed me that he knows very well how to do the things and how to coach, you know. And then in the end, it's, it's the same, you know. If, if the country, if the team, if the fans are ready for this kind of preparation, you know, I think uh, when one of the points that I try to do every time that I start in a new place is the adaptation for the new environment, you know. And then the coach, it's, it's very complicated or for me, it's very complicated to to be coach. If you are Guardiola or these kind of coaches, uh, of course, has another kind of difficulties, but you choose wherever you want to go. But when you are a coach that, that you are starting, or I was starting in my period, you have to make a very good adaptation for every situation that you go. Every country to understand the, the, the culture, the religion, the traditions, the fans, everything, you know. And then I remember once, when I went to Fenerbahce before, I went to the stadium and I was in the middle with the fans. And I was watching the fans. I was not watching the match. And I was understanding what they want. And when they start to scream, when they start to, to say bravo to the players, in which situations. And with this, you understand what the fans want to see. Because you are selling them some show. You know, they are going to the stadium to see a show. Of course, they want to win. Everybody wants to win. But nobody wants to win by a penalty in the last minute every match. They want to see something. After that you win, they want to see football. Which kind of football? There are many different kinds of football. They are tiki-taka. They are bomba. They are running. They are pressing. They are waiting. There are many. And then you have to understand what the fans want to see. And when then you understand and you give them, they will love you. If you if you can do it, you know, if you have the players for to do that. But in the point of Fenerbahce, I remember perfectly, I see the Fenerbahce against Ajax, and they start to watch the match when the ball crossed the, the middle of the of the pitch. I mean, they didn't care what happened in their own pitch. They want to see what happened in the opponent pitch and go fast to the goal. 
they don't care if you make tiki-taka, three passes, if you switch the game, if you go to the other side, if you make two against one, if you attract to the opponents. They don't care. They want to cross the ball in the middle of the pitch and you go and try to score. If you do this 100 times and you score once, it's okay. They want to see the effort. They want to see the effort and the heart. Yeah, yeah. This is what they, they were waiting. And then, of course, after that, if you are a coach, in my opinion, not in, only in that club, in, in many others, you can start to try to convince to the fans to see other things also, but slowly. You cannot go in the first moment and to say, this is my style, this is my book, this is my mentality. If you don't like, go out. No, you are a driver of the bus. And then as a driver of the bus, you have to drive in the way. It's not the same that you are driving with a... Uh, 25 kids that they are screaming or you are driving um, 65 over 65 people that they don't want that you break and then you accelerate and they want to be they, they are not in a rush you know and then mm-hmm. in the end it's the same when you are a coach you are driving a club you are driving a team and you have, you have to give them and to drive in the way that they are expecting that you drive and this kind of adaptation for me is one of the most important point for us as a coach. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you then went to, was it Almeria? Mm-hmm. After, and it was with Guti in charge. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. I remember, um, this was maybe 12 years ago, I went to Ibiza. And um, it was an Ibiza story with me. I was on the beach and I was with my cousin. And to my right, there was a, a former Tottenham player called David Bentley. He was sitting on the sunbed, just relaxing, and no one bothered him. But I looked further down, there was 15, 20, 30 people going crazy. Guti was on the beach. <laughs> and no one cared about the Premier League Tottenham player. They just cared about Guti. <laughs> so I'm assuming he's a popular guy. He's a nice guy. He's, he's very easy to get on with. What were your experiences like with him? I have a very good relation with him. I have... Uh where my, my, my wife and his wife, is, uh, they, they are friends. Uh, we met for the first time in Istanbul because at the, in that time he was assistant coach in Besiktas. And we have uh, every week, because also we are both Spanish, and I was in Fenerbahce, he was in Besiktas. We were uh, meeting in a, a quiet restaurant, you know, that nobody can see us, that we were there uh, getting a dinner every week. Uh, they know each other. they know that we were there but we know that they are not going to make pictures they are not going to do nothing and we established a really good relation between each other uh in that moment was the opportunity maybe for him to be the head coach in Besiktas he offered me or we talk to be assistant with him i say of course if it's happened i'm going to come to you and in that period uh the situation was that he wanted to leave he wanted to go back to to Barcelona to Spain he's from Madrid and he told me, uh, David, uh, if something happens, you would like to come to me? And I say, okay, it's good, it's nice, I will do also. And that happened. Uh, after a few months comes the opportunity to go to Almeria with the new owners. And it was a good uh, opportunity for both to go there. And we have this experience in, in Almeria. But uh, he is a very clever guy. He, for me, is a genius as a player and as a coach. He's somebody who can change the, the the match in one second with one decision nobody is expecting that decision i tell to him six different ideas and he say yes yes and he took the number seven 
and he changed everything, you know, and this is something that for me was amazing. He understood what happened in the in the match in, in the minute one. He don't need to, to wait for 15 minutes to see what happened. And it's something that I try and I think I learned from him many, many things. I, I think you are absolutely spot on with what you said about him knowing the pitch. And all you need to do is look at that assist to Benzema when they beat Deportivo 2-0, the back heel. <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> That's what no, I have to say. Everybody say the same to him, you know, that... He, I think he, he has another one before because when we are making these kind of jokes, um, he say I have another one better than this one. <laughs> I think he, he do he do something like this to to Zidane, I think between some <laughs> players, and and he said the other one was the more difficult. This this one was was easy, you know. But I have one 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 something that you will like. We were doing one one exercise previous to a match. And they were crossing from the left. We make one action, combinative action. We arrive to the left and the fullback was making the cross. And all the time he was making the cross, bad, bad, bad and bad. And he made pissed off. Guti took the ball, go there. And was Darwin Nunez as a central forward. And, and he made the cross and Darwin Nunez with the head, boom, score, goal. And all the players turned to Guti and say, hey, coach, but you are Guti. You know, and then, like... You are one of the best players in Spain with the left, you know. How you want that we are doing this, you know, that we are in second division. Brilliant. And everybody Amazing. was laughing, you know, and say, yes, it's true. You are good, you know, we are not good. It's an unreal footballer. Absolutely unreal. Um, you mentioned Darwin Nunez, and I'm sure you've been asked so many times about this player. Right now, he's struggling a little bit at Liverpool, but I firmly believe he will be a lethal player for them in the next year, even less than that. I think he still needs time to get used to the Premier League, the pace of it. The physicality is there. And I know he got sent off in his first home game for something very petulant, but he's still learning. He's still very young. But the problem we have in the UK is that people are comparing him to, to Haaland. And it's not a fair comparison for me. But I think Uruguay, Liverpool, have an absolute diamond on, the, on their books. He's, he's, he's scary. He's a scary player. Look, uh, sometimes uh, to the to the players you have to give more. I mean, of course they get a lot of salary. Of course they are very good. Of course they go to the gym. Of course they are sleeping twelve hours a day. But in the end, they have something here inside, you know. In the end, they are human beings, and then they have the same feelings that you have, or I have, or everybody has, you know. Uh, they have problems also. They have uh, difficulties. They are happy. They are unhappy. And then you have to. I think Darwin needs or somebody to speak to him, you know? I mean, of course, they, they will do in this. They are doing that. But Haaland has another character, for sure, you know? Darwin has another character. And I I know him. I know him well. I see him many times. I see what he can do. And I'm pretty convinced that he is one of the biggest stars in the world. And then the, the thing in Liverpool is not just... Uh, I don't know if they are doing this. Eh? I don't have any kind of idea what they are doing or not. But it's not just uh, to give the ball, you know, sometimes to these kind of players. I have this the same situation, not the same, sorry, with the difference, in, 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 in my last uh, team, you know, where there were some, some players that they came from, from big distance, from the team that I was and the team that they were before, you know. And then when they make this, this step, uh, sometimes then 
you have to give them a little bit more, you know, a little bit more of a conversation or psychology management. You know, I, 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 I'm not a specialist in that and I don't want to say the formula because I don't know, but I'm sure that there is and they have to find it. And when they will find it and then when they will touch the, the correct button, he's going to be crazy, 100%. I agree with you, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, look, I'm going to let Faso do the the Cypriot football questions, but before we do that, you and I have a mutual friend, David. We have a mutual friend and a player that you coached at I one of the clubs. Uh, the the clue is in the mug that I'm holding, but um, he says you're the best coach he's ever had in his career. Um, you're a big character, and he's only got positive things to say about you. I'll tell you who it is afterwards, at the end of the show. But um, Okay, because I, I will have to invite him to dinner, you know? <laughs> I, I hope it's not going to be very expensive. <laughs> you, you, still, you still talk to him, he's still in touch with you, but you coached uh -huh. him in Cyprus quite recently. Okay. So, um, Thassa, I'll let, you, I'll let you do this. I'll let you do this. Oh, yeah, okay. no, 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 I mean, that, that's fine. It's, it's kind of... So, we've gone, through, we've gone through the career prior to Cyprus, uh, and then we've got uh, from Almeria to Ethnikos. Now, be between the two, you have this, the, there's a gap of about a year, or it, look, it looks like a year anyway. Mm -hmm. So, so the kind of the first question uh, we kind of have on that side of things is, is that in that gap, were you looking for the, the right opportunity? And what made Ethnikos Achnas that right opportunity for you? The point was that uh, when I finalized in Almeria was the COVID period in that in that moment was very complicated to travel anywhere to make any kind of conversations to to visit uh, Belgium to go to Switzerland to go to Turkey to go to any any place it was very complicated uh, to get the, the 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 permit to find the the airplane uh, it was horrible you know in that moment. I went to, to Brazil, to, to Belgium, I went to Switzerland, I went to Turkey, I spoke with the, the agents, I was in Denmark. But in the end, the, the, the clubs, they were afraid to change anything, you know, because um, the new coach, maybe he's with uh, COVID or with not COVID, or maybe they are going to stop the league and maybe we are going to pay money for this coach to send out and then uh, we have to pay the new one and they are going to stop the league and that they were everybody was very afraid to do any kind of change this is what the point that i was feeling in that moment i get uh, some opportunities to go some places but i was not convinced to make my first step i, I knew that i wanted to be head coach i wanted to make this step i think that i was uh, ready for that that i i had a good pedigree you know i have a good experience with good names with guti with leonardo with morais with uh, coco with comoli you know i have a a good uh, in barcelona in fenerbahce in almeria you know in a, in a good leagues and i wanted to use this for to go in a good place uh then comes the opportunity to go to ethnicos Ethnikos was in Cyprus League. I didn't know anything about Ethnikos before uh, somebody told me, told, told me about this, this option. Uh, I always see clubs from Cyprus that they did good things 
in in Europe, like a poil in, in many years. And I knew that the league in Cyprus is is very competitive. It's a small country, it's competitive, it's good stadiums, good pitches. And I say, okay, now is the chance to do it. It was in December. Uh, if I don't get this opportunity, maybe I have to wait until June. Uh, many teams, they were saying to me that I never had the experience as a head coach. I was in Antalya Sport, but for five months, four months, it was not longer. And then they say, okay, when in Ethnikos was my first time that I signed a coach as a head coach before it was second coach, you know, and then this point was this step. Usually you can do it when you are a second coach and the first coach wants to go, I don't know where, and then you took it. Or you are in the second team and they fire the first coach and then you took it. You know, these kind of things is usually comes like this. Or you are a previous player for many years and then they give you the opportunity. If not, it's difficult. That the, 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 the thing that happens to me from nowhere or from my house as a, as a second coach with good experiences and then to get the opportunity to go to, to Ethnikos. I watched some of the matches of Ethnikos before I arrived. And I think there are many things to improve. We can change many things. And, and I tried it. I, I, I took the, the luggage and I fly to to Larnaca in, in four days. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you kind of answered it, answered my next question a little bit, was that the kind of the research that you did behind the Brodasklima and Achna in, uh, uh, in general, uh, or, or even kind of the island, because Cyprus isn't very well known kind of in Western Europe as, as a place other than a tourist destination. So it's kind of like what kind what kind of research went into uh, your decision to take over Achna and move to Cyprus to to undertake the undertake the challenge. Well, the point was that I I don't have nothing to lose. This is one of the the, the main points, you know, because I, in the end, when you are a jobless now, for example, I'm a jobless. Uh, I finalized three weeks ago. And but I'm now I'm different. My mentality is completely different. You know, I have the experience as a head coach. I have a good success. And then I'm not going to go everywhere, you know. But in that moment, uh, I wanted to be head coach. I want to prove myself. I wanted to get this opportunity also. They were looking for a coach with a Spanish or European mentality with uh, this kind of uh, methodology and with this kind of focus. and. I understood that it's going to be a good uh, also window uh, shop for me, you know, that if I do something special, if I change the, the dynamic of the team, uh, if I change the, the system, if I change the, the model of to play in, and if everybody can see this, <clears throat> even if we cannot get the, the objective or the target that was to not relegation, Maybe I can do something good for the for the club, you know, to to leave them this kind of mentality inside. And this was my my mentality was my 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 thoughts about this. And for that reason, I accepted. You know, it's it's something that was uh, one almost one year without job, a COVID period, difficulties, good Iceland, good weather, good city, not very far away from from Spain. 
uh, English speaking, where I can speak English with directly with the with all the players. Uh, first division um, was perfect, you know. In that moment, the, the the thing is that of course, if they were second in the table in the classification, they are not going to call me. You know, they, they are going to call me if they have problems. And then I understood this. I saw several matches before to go there. I understood the players that they had. And then I say, okay, let's go. The market window market was open in one month. It's something that we can we can change. I spoke that of course we have to do some of the changes. They accepted, and I went. Okay, so I kind of so that that leads on great to what I had written down next. So that's so you arrive at a place like Achna or Gritas and the transfer window opens. There's some players and some positions that you need to fill. Uh, and the, t the club is talking to some players to bring into the team. Now, so the first part of the question is, are you involved in, in, in that discussion of bringing those players in? And the second one is, is how, how do you convince a player who maybe isn't, doesn't know the Cypriot League very well to join a team like Achna or Agrida that you know that um, they, 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 they will struggle in, in the league, let's say? When I arrived to, to Achna, the first thing that I say is that we are going to completely change the game style. I, I never say it's not allowed to make long passes, but I don't like, you know, and then when you have, uh, or my mentality or my idea is when you have uh, a players, uh, it's easier to play short than to play long. You know, it's not easy, so easy to make a, a long pass. It's easier to make a, a pass of 10 meters for everybody, even for my son that he has five years. And then it's to convince to the players and to show how to do these kind of things. After that, after one, two weeks, they start to understood the exercises that we were doing was perfect for to develop this kind of style. And we have uh, very good matches, some wins and with good actions. And this was a very good um, portfolio for to show to the players that we want to, to bring, you know, they, of course, the profile of the players that we brought in that moment, we only can bring four players in the window transfer in Cyprus. Three of them, they were already in the league. Just only one who came from Poland alone. He was the only one that he didn't know about the, the situation of the country. And this is that the one who has more difficulties in the end to adapt to the system. But Duris, or Matsurek or Abraham, uh, they knew the league, completely knew the league. And they know that they saw what Akna was doing uh, before and they saw what Akna was doing after me. And also I think that the comments in media, the comments of the opponent uh, coaches, they were positive in the things that we were trying to do, you know, because in the end, if I have to lose, I prefer to lose playing football, you know, because in the end, uh, you have something to say, okay, we were unlucky, you know, but if you don't play football, you even cannot say that you are unlucky, you know, that you are a bad team, you know, and then it's something that is easier to win a match playing well, than not to win a match playing something that you don't know to do. No, David, I'm an Omonia fan. That's my team. And I'm not going to lie to you. 
every time we played against a David Badia team, I said, I don't want to play this team. They always give us problems. Always. You beat us 2-0 when, when Duris scored. I, I, I just couldn't. I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like playing against a David Badia team. I didn't like playing against a David Catala team. So what, what is going on? <laughs> we can't beat these teams. It's, it's, it's the Davids. It's the Davids. It's the Davids. It's the Davids. It's Davids against Goliath. Exactly. Exactly. We know what happened in that story. <laughs> but you know what? I was, I was in Cyprus for the, for the cup final. Ethnic goes against Omonia. And I know you weren't their head coach at the time. Yes, I was. But again, I was there. But so, yeah, with the, I, was the, the, you... I was in the tribune. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see you. <laughs> I didn't see you. <laughs> but you know that that Ethnigos team, even when you were in charge, obviously Duris was there. Uh, Zakpa, Ilia, who's now Abuel, Adonis, the centre back, who's now at Salamina, that's doing very, very well. I- I've noticed. Alone Ethnigos... from Apollon, eh? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So it, that. It was a very good nucleus of, of players, but unfortunately they got relegated that season. And you kind of knew that a lot of players were going to leave. Obviously, Pokadinov is still there, Kodobiak, etc., etc. Um, but in terms of the the youth structure or maybe just the philosophy of ethnic gods, as you know, they're a small team there at the Dasagi, and it's just ethnic gods, as some people say, but they were a very good unit. And I think you kind of um, knitted them together to... to to make a very good team, which then went on to get to the cup final. Yeah, the, the point is that um, it's Ethnicos is was a small team. You know, it's a it's a small team with one characteristic that I love. This it's family team with daughters in the team. I mean, the president has daughter, don't have son, <laughs> and then the 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 approach of the daughters with the parent and with the wife and how they are managing, it's its familiar, you know? They are not looking for uh, someone who wants to be in front of other ones, you know? Everybody is together, everybody is happy, everybody is in, in the stands uh, clapping for the team, being positive. This is was something that I was loving the club. I will love always Ethnicos. I have always in my heart for that point, you know, because in the end, I always feel, felt in that, that they were with me, you know, that they enjoy, that they feel that every match we can win or we are going to try to win. You know, it's not that let's try to lose one zero, you know, it's not this point, you know. It, of course, we, we, we lost against many teams also, but we won against Omonia or, or other teams, you know, and playing good football. And I have in, in, in my CV many goals that we score with Ethnicos, with good circulation of the balls, with very many tactical movements. The players, when I was speaking in the dressing room, they were listening to me that everything that I was saying, they, they tried to do. We, we made the comparisons with the videos that I say, and what happened after in the match. And then when you start to show to the to the players that when you say before 90% happens in the match, they start to trust in you. But you have to do it. It's not just, ah, look, I tell you that. No, no, you show. 
You say, look the spaces, look how they press. We are going to go out from the goalkeeper in that way. It's going to be better for us. Let's going to do this, that. I don't want to be specific in what, but let's do it this, that. And when we were doing in the match, it happened and we get success. And then next, next training day, you put the video and you show them, look, guys, you did it. I, I, I just say they there, but you produce it, the, the, the goal. You know, I just say, let's go to this restaurant, but in the end, you eat it and you enjoy. And this is for, for me, now for me, something very important. And this is, they are kids. We are kids. I'm, I'm the biggest kid. This is football. This is one sport. It's not a, a job. You get money, of course, but you go there because you like it. Who, who likes to go and, and to be tired and to broke your knee and to broke one muscle and to fight and to run for 90 minutes that you are dead. You don't know the mm -hmm. feelings that you have when you fin finish one match and next day you cannot play with your son or you cannot go out for a drink with your friends because you have a match and you lose a lot of things when you are a football yeah. player. The people only see these 90 minutes and they score and they make celebrations. And But there are many other things behind that they, you don't realize what happened in a football player. And then it means that this, this is something that you love it a lot. You love so much. Yeah. There, there is not many people who is ready for this. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to go to a supermarket and everybody say hello to you. But... In the end, nobody wants to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go to the office 6.25 and to work until six o'clock yeah. in, in, in the afternoon. Yeah, Watching absolutely. videos, analyzing the players, speaking with them. And then in the end, this is a big sacrifice. And then if you are not doing something special in the training session, in the match, and you don't convince them to enjoy and to be, I'm not going to say happy because they are not, five years old kids, but they have to enjoy and they have to go there and they have to drive with the car going to the training to say, I want to train. I want to be, to, to do this exercise. It's not sometimes yeah. when I was a player, football player, I say, but today we have, it's Wednesday, but we have to run seven kilometers. We have to run nine <laughs> kilometers. I have to, and then you arrive there, comes the, the physio with the chrono and say, you have to make three laps in one minute. Or I don't know, <laughs> no? and you start to run, you know, blah, 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 and you arrive. Uh, I think I say, okay, now shower. Come on, what is this football, or what is this? You know, and then yeah. in the end, when when you the players understand that that you are doing something special, that they see your car in the first position, that they leave and your car is there, and they come in the afternoon for make a massage, and your car is there. And you make a video, a special video for the player with his good things and when his bad things, and you don't lie him, they start to love you. And this for me is one of the best or, or one of my, I never will lie to the player. If I think that he is not ready or he is not good player, I will tell him. And also in the same conversation, I will tell him how he can improve in my way, yeah. in my opinion. If he wants, I help him. If he doesn't want, or he goes, or I go. <laughs> Brilliant. Faso, sorry, I kind of stole your thunder there, Philip. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it, it, so, so, what I mean, the big thing here was to discuss the motivation of players, 
playing for a team like Echnico or Agrida because uh, the kind of the especially the level of the players between say that part of the league and the top part of the league is quite a big jump. So you know that whole conversation kind of went into the kind of stuff I wanted to talk about anyway. But I just wanted to just just bring up some stats on 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 just your period with Achna. So you got Achna eight of the thir- of the thirteen points that they had in the first phase of the league, and you also got them five points in the relegation phase of the league, and you got them into the semi-finals of the cup. So. Um, so you know, this obviously what you were doing did wonders for them. Now, obviously, kind of, you then took the step to go to Ajax. So, can, do you want to talk us through your your decision process from leaving Ethnigos and joining Ajax? Because it it kind of happened. I mean, it looks like it happened very quickly. Well, the the point is that the. I didn't know exactly if I wants me or they were looking to me or not. I knew the 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 sportive director uh, because he's also from from Barcelona in Aec. Mr. Roca, uh, yep. Yeah, in that period uh, we were not uh, friends or we have not the uh, conversations a long time because of course he was in Aec and I was in in Enigos. Uh, I made once in in Omonia Stadium, and by coincidence, and he told me, David, uh, you are doing very well, good, keep it in that way, and say thank you very much, blah blah blah. Finish conversation, nothing more, and and suddenly he he invited me for a coffee, and he said, David, we are interested in you. You know, are you open to come to to Ike? The objective is to be to try to be up in the table and to won also the cup and to won everything. And I say, wow, this is something unexpected, you know, because also Ethnicos in that moment we were still in relegation zone. You know, we were playing well, yes, but it's not something that everybody understands. I mean, uh, the people wants to see or to hire a coach that they win everything. You know, it's very complicated the decision from AEC to want to be better or to, to make something different, not to be better, because also I think that David Catala was doing a, a very good job to mix to do something better and different. You know, sometimes in, in football this is something that happened to me right now. And and then in the end, I was surprised for that, you know. That okay, but I'm I'm in a relegation team, you know. Uh, this was my, my 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 thoughts, you know. Everybody is going to think like this, but after that, you have to understand that they they are looking for something different. They are looking a little bit deeper, you know. They are looking. They are speaking with the players. They are speaking with another clubs. They are speaking with coaches. They are making research. They are looking the style of gaming. What was Ennicos before? What was Ennicos after? And when when as a coach, you make this picture from outside, you'd say, okay, I, I, I'm ready for that. You know, I can do it. Why not? It's if I do this with players that suppose they don't have the the quality or they cannot achieve the points that I players can do, why not? It's a good opportunity. It was only just uh, seven matches for the end of the league. You know, it's, this is very few matches. And for me, it was a, a big uh, reto, it was a big challenge, you know, to, to go there. 
and and in, in this in the end in these seven matches is we just we took these seven matches we were first you know and then if the league is only seven matches we win the league you know and then it's something that for me was uh very intensive it was very uh, hard because the the point that i have to get from the players i don't have time to explain you know it's it's the first match coming six days or five days the next comes five days later five days later cup pam 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 comes everything you know and then you are you you don't have time to speak to the player and to say change a little bit here and change a little bit there and two weeks later is the finish the championship you know you have to take the players that you think that they are going to give you the results immediately and this was something uh that i learned a lot you know because the approach to the players was a little bit different that the approach that you are doing when you have longer period even if the players are very good well yeah so that's kind of what i was going to move on to is because obviously you walk into the ike dressing room so players in this case are probably demotivated for a different reason because i'm guessing uh, david uh, catala and, uh, and mickey and his team were very popular with those players and they and like you said they weren't doing badly before um david was released so um what goes into to making sure those players don't drop their heads you know so they don't um react negatively to, to that change well in in the point is that a player first of all i think that david Cadena did it good job in in Ike. i find many good uh patron i don't know what to say in english uh, it means that the things that the team is allowed to do you know and they were very established they understood the players very well and it's not like when i arrived to, to the previous team that the players were not doing serve vigilances or compensatory movements or how they are doing kind of losing the mark you know and in in Ike, the players they know it you know and you see that the team uh, has something behind you know that was something that you can of course he has one style i have another style of matching and also training but in the end i can appreciate that it was very good things inside of the team when i arrive i make my presentation to the players how i think that the team needs to do to make one one thing different i don't say better or bad different to approach for the next seven matches what is the objective for the first match that i play in in Paphos? the next match after that bam, bam, bam. and what is the objective of every match and how we have to make the progression and what is the points that basically we have to do different for to try to achieve more um, results that's it that was this is the point and of course sometimes when when you change the coach in these situations the players that they are not playing they want to show that they want to play and the players that they are playing they have to show that they want to play because in the end is seven just seven matches to the end of the league some of them they are going to finish the contract some of them they want a new contract some of them they are on loan and they want to go back to the previous team you know and then everybody has his own circumstances you know and then football yes it's a collective sport but with individual contracts 
And then in the end, everybody was looking from himself, so a little bit kind of selfish, but a collective selfish. You know, I need you. I have to be selfish, but I need you. You know, and then it's something that was uh, in that way trying to trying to convince to the players that we have to do something different. Okay, so. So you've talked about the kind of the short period. You had these seven matches in the league. You also had then the the, the two matches against Achna that uh, didn't necessarily go too well for for yourself, obviously for the new team. Didn't you get sent off in the second leg, David? <laughs> the thing is, was that I was playing against myself, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what I was going to say. David win me again, you know. It's... <laughs> That, that, that's, that's what I was it was David say, against like... David. It was not David against Goliath. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's kind of what I wanted to get to. So, obviously, you see, you see these players that you've trained for over the last um, what was it, four or five months at Aachena. You've seen them kind of perform against these better players. I tell you something. Well. Yeah? Yeah, and I said to the players, in that two matches, they did everything that I was. Telling them to do during four matches, four months, and they didn't make it with me. And then when they play against me, they do everything. They run, they fight, they win the duels. They do. I wanted to kill them, all of them. <laughs> so, so kind of from that, then obviously you must have been very proud to see those players make the final. Then no, I was not proud. Then. No, 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 no. You were just angry. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, no, no. But um, yeah, obviously you would have appreciated to be in that final because you would have won it because you would have been playing Armonia. <laughs> if I was there, you would have won. You would have won. Yeah, but okay. So... I was not there, and they arrived penalties. Eh? Yeah. 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 You would have. Yeah. You would have won in in ninety minutes with Shehu being sent off after five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, kind of. So we get to the end of the season. They, so I would think the league season with Ike, you only lost once in the league. Um, was it was it only like until the end of the season thing, or were you expecting to then kind of start preparing for this season, or what was uh, what well, were the, the discussions the, that went on at the end of the season? The contract was that, that the, we make it until the end of the season and let's going to see what happened when the, the season was finished. Uh, when the season was finished, I think that maybe uh, being out with uh, Ethnicos in, in the cup was very uh, dramatic. Uh, nobody was expecting, also me, of course, uh, was expecting to to lose this this qualifier, this, this, this uh, semi-final. Uh, but in the end, I think the the result was uh, bigger in the end of the season, you know, because never uh, Ike before played in Champions League. It was the first time in the history that Ike uh, made this step forward. And maybe this success was the point that put me out of Ike, you know, and then uh, they, I spoke with uh, Xavi Roca, the sportive director, who... I have a very good relation with him, even today. Uh, and he explained to me that they were looking or they are going to look for a coach with uh, more experience or with experience in, in, in this kind of matches, you know. And there's something that 
I understood. Uh, I cannot say nothing for that. He said that thank you very much for everything. You did it well. Uh, we were happy for with you. I think that you have a good uh, way for to go in front. But we were looking for a coach that the and was his his idea. Uh, and I accept that, you know, it uh, was a conversation of three minutes in that moment. Of course, we spoke many times after, but it was a three minutes conversation. He explained me, I don't have nothing to say uh, because, of course, there are many other coaches who has more experience than me. I cannot say maybe not taller, but uh, of course, uh, with more experience that they, they, they have it. And they wanted to, to find one of these coaches. And for me, it was OK. That's it. Was like that. Okay. Okay. So, so kind of we 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 take the step away from Ayek, and I think it, you then it looks like I go to Agrida. You you stepped into uh, kind of like a project, almost like Ethnigos again. Is that, would you would you say that that's that's correct? Well, not exactly. Uh, the point that was a, a team who come from from second division. And the, the point was that they were looking for uh, uh, establish the team in the first division, something that, of course, is, is not easy, using young players. And at the same time, young players from different parts of, of the world with good uh, pedigree and with something that I can teach them to be good. Of course, uh, was the was the summer. I have a few conversations with the sportive director. He explained me how he wants to do the things. And I think I know the league. I like the country. Paphos is a, a very good city to live. Uh, my family was very happy also in the in the country. Uh, and that say, OK, it's maybe it's time to be again in, in, in the country, to start from, from zero, to have time in the precision to give the my my mentality, my, my, my philosophy. Also, I brought my, my own staff from second coach, goalkeeper coach, conditioner, uh, analyst. Everybody was coming from, from from my side. And then was also important for me, you know, to to maybe not to be in a very big uh pressing team, but uh, at the same time to be in contact with my staff, with uh, young players and with uh, objective to to don't to have this pressing to be champion, you know, that uh, in the end, uh, I think everybody wants it uh, in football, you know, even if you go to the to the team with the less budget in the league, as we were, uh, everybody wants to be champion, you know, and then it's something that sometimes we know what we have, but uh, other people maybe don't know what we have, you know, and then this is maybe the the situation, you know, that uh, how to how to do it and why I accept is because uh, I understood that the project is going to be nice and the end also was was very nice. Good, good. So, so, so you've got, you've got a lot of these, so, so you've got a lot of these young players, obviously, they've got a lot of them have kind of got a point to prove. Um, I've made a big deal on the podcast specifically about a goalkeeper at Agridas who's called Akos Onodi. He was at Aston Villa beforehand in the youth team. He actually played for Aston Villa uh, in the FA Cup 
uh, with the against Liverpool. <coughs> so he, he did very well there, and and Aston Villa thought of him very very well. Um, but then um, he didn't. Obviously, um, a player wants to work hard and get into first team. It's a lot a lot more difficult for a goalkeeper. And I've kind of taken it a bit a bit jokingly to because he did an interview where um, he said that he went to Agridas to play first team football. So uh, obviously there was also a uh, Glidon and there's Gas. Uh, I've forgotten the name of these. The Gui. Gui, Gui. His name is Gui Castellani. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Castellani. So, so obviously there was a lot of competition there. So I kind of wanted to ask your your um, your 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 personal opinion about Akos because obviously he was thought of very highly uh, at Aston Villa. But it doesn't doesn't look like he's kicked on with his career since being in Cyprus. Well, one of the the situation, not not just for Ancos, also for for other other players, is that they are good players. They are not bad players, but they need time. I mean, they need maybe three four years to to be a established players. You know, is to be a, a very good players that. And then the thing is that uh, we didn't have this time, you know. When you are in a first division, you don't have the time for to wait for 20 players these two, three years. Because in the end, we have, have the 22 new players. And the team is the fourth youngest team in, in Europe, in the 25 leagues. You know, it was a Norseland in Denmark, another one in Serbia, and then Red Bull, Salzburg Red Bull. And then us, or us, uh, Akritas, you know. And then the, the, the point is that uh, it's not easy to manage, not, not for me, I mean, for everything. A team such a, 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 of young players from Brazil, from Denmark, or Serbia, but he was playing in Denmark, from Spain, from different, completely different friends from Africa, you know, from completely different uh, culture, mentality, and it's not just uh, two or three months. It's not like this. It's, you need more time. You know, Darwin Nunez is only one, and he needs that time for adaptation to the Premier League. And we are talking about a player with a very high level. And imagine players that they come from 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 other countries that they need adaptation. And I'm, I'm completely sure that 99% of the players that they are there, they are ready for to make one step higher in three or four years, for sure. Maybe one in one, but another one in six, you know. But in the end, three, four years, they will need it. But they, I, I repeat again, and I want to repeat it many times as I need, they are good players. Well, yeah, of course. Of course they're good players, otherwise they wouldn't be there. I think that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? So, um, yeah, uh, is, there, is there anything you wanted to ask, Stel, uh, of, the, of David's, experience, David's experience in, in Cyprus that I haven't asked yet? Yeah, David, you, you beat my team at the you beat my team at the beginning of the season again. <laughs> so, what's, your, what's your secret? No. I'm joking. <laughs> I have to say that I like Omonia. It's a team that I like very much. I had uh, one of my um, Angel Angel Gomez was a sportive director in Omonia, and we played together in Spain a long time ago. And when he was there in Omonia, he explained me very good things about the club and again uh, about everything. And I have a, a, a good feelings about Omonia. It's a, a team that uh, always is a pleasure 
to play against them, you know, and especially if I can win, you know. But the the, the, the point is that the stadium is amazing. <laughs> the fans are completely completely very nice, you know. I was very um, I was very surprised in in the final of the cup how how they were supporting the team. Almost all the stadium was. Uh, green, you know, and then it's yeah, something that I, I I was pretty shocked, you know. I I, I like it how they, the the fans are pushing for for the team. I think I think Stell has been having conversations as well uh, with other people on the WhatsApp group, telling them that he wants he wants you in charge of Ammonia. If nothing yeah, else, yeah. it would mean that's, it yeah, would mean that he yeah. wouldn't that he wouldn't David when Lennon <laughs> left. I was, when, I was, when Lennon left, I said to my friends, I, I want Catala or Badia to come in because you guys know the, the league and you know what's... Obviously, Catala was still at Abolon at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've, I've got... I, I like my Spanish coaches. What can I tell you? I, just... <laughs> well, I like I like Cyprus. I think it's a, a very interesting league. I think it's uh, some place or some country or league that I would love to come back. But of course, the decision has to be very, very certain. You know, I mean, I don't want to go anywhere in the first moment. You know, I'm not going to make yeah. the decision to go a place where I'm going to be born. You know, it has to be a club uh, with a good structure, with a good objective, with clear things, you know, with a good organization. And of course, uh, there are many of these cars in, in uh, clubs in, in, in the country, but uh, of course it's an interesting and very very nice league and country that I have in, in my heart. You know? David, you've been talking to us for almost one hour and 20 minutes and I really appreciate your time. You know, I, I can't thank you enough for doing this, but I have a few very quick questions um, and it's re- related to, to Cypriot football. Now, as you're probably aware, uh, Marinos Johnny's left Omonia in February to go to Sporting Campus. We've seen various separate players leaving Cyprus to go to play in Belgium, for example, like Catelari. We've seen other players like Sotirio go to, I think Sotirio's in Japan now, or Korea, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but in terms of the, the Cypriot youth football structure, do you see something there? Because I don't see us producing... Lots and lots of players. That's understandable because it's a small island. I get it. But when I see certain players breaking through Omonia's youth, like Loizu and Gakuli, and then you see Sacha, Abuel, Ilya obviously came through um, various, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was from Ethnic or whatever, but do you see something there, like a, like a core or a nucleus, where they're, they're trying to nurture players and, and get them performing at a good level? Well, I, I have a... a long experience and when I was in Barcelona I had the, the opportunity to travel around the world. I was working in the United States, in Japan, in Serbia, in Canada, uh, Spain. Well I, I knew Austria, I knew many, many different countries. And one of the points for to produce players is the culture of football. This is one of the points. And the, the other one is the number of population. I mean uh Cyprus is not large population and then you have uh, less ratio to to find by coincidence a good player this is like this you know and you you make i don't know in 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 Spain is 46 million people 
is 46 times more people than in Cyprus, you know, and then in the end, it's not uh, like maybe in Cyprus, how many kids they are playing football with five years old or with seven years old, 20,000, I don't know. And maybe in Spain is uh, one million, you know, because in, in the end or no one million, but maybe half million, you know, and then the end you have more chances by coincidence to have a very pl good player more in Spain than in 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 Cyprus and also in United States that this is 10 times Spain you know and then what I, what I mean is that the, the culture it's very important and the one of the points and I'm not saying about Cyprus is to be poor enough I mean you don't have to be very poor country but you cannot be a rich country I mean if you want to produce of course, there are ex exceptions. I'm not saying that the, in, in a rich country, a good player cannot come because you will tell me, look, uh, Alan, you know, but what I, what I say is that the, the point is that the, the, the kids needs to, to be football player. I mean, they, they need something difficult to fight against this, you know, some kind of... Uh, no, I'm not going to say trauma, but the, something that they understand that they have to fight more than normal to get this result. And then in the end, when you have this, you need competition. I mean, you need to have diversity. You know, you need to, to play matches in, in Barcelona. Uh, the players with 16, 17 years old, they already play against Real Madrid five times with uh, 10,000 people in the stadium. They play against Schalke, they play against uh, Paris Saint-Germain in, in Youth League, they play a tournament, I don't know where, with uh, Milan, with Parma, with, uh, with many, Bayern de Munich, with Liverpool, you know, with this kind of matches that makes the difference for the players, you know, this kind of experiences. When one player that they have uh, from Barcelona with 20 years old and he goes out in one stadium with 20,000 people, it's not a problem. I remember my first time that I played against 70,000 people that there was like this looking around and saying, what, what <laughs> happened here, you know? How many people, you know? And I was, my first five minutes, I didn't understand nothing in the match, you know? But this is something that you have to, it's not just to play with football, you have a, a big pressure from outside and it's something that the players needs, that the kids needs to manage. And of course, uh, in Cyprus, you need quality coaches in the youth to develop these players, you know, but not to wait for the coincidence to produce the player. And then it's something that, of course, that the, the, the country, I think, he has a good leak for the quantity of the population of the country, you know. Is 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 the the level? I don't know. Right now, it is twenty one, but last year was fifteen or sixteen in the ranking of UEFA, mm -hmm. and this is not normal. You know, with one million, eh? one million point two population. I don't know exactly, but this is not normal. And then in, in the end, it's something uh, that the league is over the the standard, you know, of the of the country, and then this is something mm -hmm. very positive. This is something very interesting, and this is something that the the country has to to uh, to take it for to produce these players that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, I've got one more question, and um, it goes back to 
the stability or instability of certain clubs. Now, I'll give you an example. Anorthosi this season, Anorthosi, one of the biggest clubs in Cyprus. We know their history, but they've had a sporting director. They had a new head coach at the beginning of the season. They sacked their head coach after two months. They sacked the sporting director. They brought in Munoz, um, who was at, at Watford. And obviously, there's a lot going on on and off the pitch. The president is arguing with this one. The fans are throwing Molotov cocktails on the pitch. It's pandemonium. So this is, it sounds strange, but this is kind of normal for Cyprus. You know, it, for us, when we're doing our podcasts, it's abnormal when there isn't news of crowd trouble or problems with presidents or players and all that kind of stuff. You can't run a, a successful club or a business if there's instability. So is this down to the culture or is this down to perhaps people making decisions that don't understand football? What, what do you think? I mean, not just from your experience, but just as a whole. I think it's the message. Right. Is what, what is the message that you are giving to, to, to the people? You know what? What you are expecting? What is your? Because the the point is that when I, when I say to my wife, uh, change, I will bring you to the best restaurant for a dinner, and I go to I don't know low my cost goodness. restaurant, <laughs> it will kill me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe maybe this is the problem. You know, everybody is is making promises that they are going to win the league, but there is only one team who is going to win the league. And then the, 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 the fans or the followers, of, they want to win the league. And then everybody's going to destroy the stadium if they don't win the league because they say that they are going to win the league. But if you don't say that you are going to win the league, they don't want you. Because the fans want to listen that you say that you are going to win the league. You know? And then mm -hmm. this is like a circle, you know, that the, they, they want that you say this and you say, and then they listen what you say and they expect what you you know, and then the Cyprus League this year increased the level a lot, mm. a lot. You know, teams like Paphos, like Aris, like they, they are high level. They are very high level with amazing players, with a, a good uh, um, reputation, with a good experience, fast, technique, with commitment, running, pressing and there are other teams that they have to change this. You know, they have to to improve in this way and to give new new resources and new ideas for to be better. You know, and then in the point is then how to, to change this instability is by the message. Look, okay, we make this, we have to change like this, and we have to improve in that way. And we are going to do it. And maybe this year is not going to be a success. I don't know if it's going to happen or not in this team. What did you say before? But sometimes it's like Barcelona. You know, like Barcelona has this problem two years ago or one and a half until Xavi came. And then everybody understood that there is a problem, financial problem, a sportive problem. And this is the way to change. Boom, 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 boom. And this is mm. the ruta. This is the way. We are going to follow like this. And in one year or two years or three years, we're going to be back, but not in three months, because it's impossible. It's impossible to change one club in three months. It's impossible 100%. because you have the players, you, you have to pay the salaries. They want to get the salaries, of course, because when you go to a team and the people have to understand this point, when you go to one team 
you say no to another one. And then you want to be in this team. If they don't want you, why you have to go? You say no before. And you say yes to this point. And you get you travel with your family, you tra- you change the country, you miss the opportunity to go to another place that maybe you are going to be better or worse. You don't know. But then you cannot fire the player because you don't like now. You know what I mean? You have a, a responsibility. For that reason exists the contract, you know? And it's like a, as a player, as a coach, if you sign a contract with one team for three years, you cannot say six months now, Bayer de Munich wants, I want to leave. Mm. No? Yep. You know? And then, no, yeah. nobody say. It's the same, you know? And then it's not easy to change this, this atmosphere. But for me, the biggest or the most important point is the message. How strict you say the message and how convinced you are in the message. And the message has to be true. Of course, people, some people, they will not like, some people will understand, and some people will not understand never. But the point is that this message will be true. And when the message will be true, after three months, everybody will be in the same ship, going in the same route, going in the same direction. Opinion. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that's what's happened with a lot of clubs especially this season, uh, some of the bigger ones, like we were talking about Amos Tosi, it's the same thing with uh, IL, for instance, they spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money on on that forward line and bringing in players like Muriel in goal and, and, and things like that. Uh, Amos is the same. Um, Omonia is suffering a little bit as well, kind of I think it's more to do with the, the transfer work that they did. Abolon with the changing managers. I think looking at like the stability side of things, uh, I think the last count I had was that um, uh, Cheo Avoxa was the 11th manager who lost a job since the, since the start of the season. There's 11 managers and the league is only 14 teams. So there's there's no you're right there's no message there's no stability and no message it's just plow ahead and if there's a roadblock get rid of someone and I would bring somebody else in that'll try and get us over that so completely agree don't know about you Stel it, it's like a merry-go-round yeah. you know that's what it's like and it's no coincidence that the teams that have more stability or the most stability are at the top. It's not this, is, this is this is normal, and then when 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 you can, when you have the passion uh, to to wait, it's better for for the team. This is my opinion. But uh, when you give more chances to the number nine, you have more chances that he will score the goal. You know because uh, he cannot score never. You know, and then in the end is uh, you need the power for to keep this pressing. You know, you need this. You need uh, to be confident with yourself to to have this power to say that the way is that one. And then everybody inside has to go in the same way. You know, it's like uh, I last year, you know, okay, we are out of the cup, but we have a better success. Okay, and everybody wants to win the cup. Everyone wants to win the league. Everybody wants to win everything, Super Cup, everything. But never can happen. And this is good in football, you know. If the same team wins everything, 
why the people will go to the stadiums? If an orthosis don't have a bad uh, year this year, why they want to push? You know, if they are always second or first, they will be is worried. You know, the league. If Barcelona without Madrid is nothing, Madrid without Barcelona is nothing, and they are fighting. You know, but they they need each other. And then in football, it's good to lose. Look what I'm saying. Eh? It's look to lose to understand <laughs> to understand what it means to win. To win, yeah. Yeah. You know, because if not, the, you are they, when Barcelona wins everything in the period that they win everything, how is the motivation for the players to play against third division team in the camp? They don't. It's, it's normal, you know, it's it's normal. It's it's happening in every um circumstances in the job of everybody who is listening listen us, it's happened the same. It's completely the same. If you have a, a, a one car, big car, you don't want a small one. But if you have to drive a small one for one week because you are in holidays in, in Cyprus, when you come back to your country and you take your car again, you say, wow, I like my car. You know, but you have to, <laughs> you need this feeling, yeah. you know, you need the feeling that you lose something to take another yeah. thing. And this is something that I like. It. I don't say that I like to lose, eh? but sometimes, when when you play against look to look to win against Omonia in the first match that we did in the league, I think it didn't help as much as no? I give three <laughs> points, you know. But after this match, everybody was thinking that we are going to win the league, you know. And then it's something that is not true, you know. And sometimes it's better to lose the matches that you have to lose and to win the matches that you can win, you know. But this is football, and this is the, the 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 special thing for football, and I love it. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm going to wrap up the show, but don't leave just yet because I need to tell you which player uh-huh. we know. So, <laughs> so thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank Are you, you on social media or anything like that? So uh, I don't know if if you have a social media profile that you want to tell the viewers if they can follow you on. I don't know, Instagram or Twitter or anything like that? Or are you a very calm guy? <laughs> uh, look, I, I like social media. I have Instagram. It's Badia Tekir. It's my, my, my second surname. Um, the second surname is not easy to, to, to spell. Um, but I, I'm a little bit afraid in this point, you know, yeah. because, of course, I, I would like to show what I'm doing. I would like to show that what we can do, but it's a, a little bit arrogant for myself, you know? And sometimes I'm uh, afraid to to put these points, you know, to say, look how we score the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, the Duris goal, you know? And then when, when I click the button, I put many times stories and wanted to, to push the button, but in the end I delayed, you know, because it's something that they say, <laughs> oh, I'm selling myself. Yeah, but... And when you are in a club, you cannot put videos from another club. And when you are without a club, you, if you put these videos, it shows that you want, you know, and then it's not. I have some points and I will I will be more uh, active in social media, but uh, I'm using more Instagram than the, any other. Yeah. Well, to be honest, David, and I'm not just saying this, you've got such immense experience and you're a very progressive coach. And I, I like everything that you say, to be honest. It's a breath of fresh air because, look, in the UK, we have different kind of coaches are just kick and run, you know? 
and we have a lot of progressive coaches, but for someone such as yourself that you've achieved so much in such a short coaching career is absolutely immense. So thank you again for, for joining you, us. Have you, have you got anything else to, to say? To uh, no, again, like the, not just kind of on the tactics side and on the coaching side, but kind of on the philosophical side as well. It's been great. Everything's been great. So thank you very much for your time. Uh, and hopefully, and hopefully, we can bring you back on again at some point to discuss further cool things. Who cool knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, boys and girls, thank you for watching. We'll be back next year. So, Ooh. have a good new year, and we'll be back soon. Goodbye. <laughs>